offering discussions and tutorials about nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is myself, your nerdy tutor, George, and with me, future cosplay princess, my mom. Welcome. Thank you. So, um, last week we were discussing conventions and cosplay, kind of the, kind of the stuff you're going to see and anticipate when we went to Fanime here, or to the local uh, fan convention here in our area, and we did a convention. We, we, went, we did. We went on Saturday for a few hours, and um, now we get to kind of review the convention that we went to and what we did. So, um, so what did you want to talk about first? Okay, well, how can, can I mention the big surprise? Okay, so uh, last week I told everybody I was going as Bowser, and I even was telling everybody at work I was going as Bowser. Not exactly, though. Um, so there is a fan-made character called Bowsette, it's, and that's what I went as. So I went in drag to a convention. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I hadn't realized, although other people were in on it, and um, when you first came down, because I was dressed as Princess Peach, um, when you first came down, I did not, until you spoke, recognize you. It was. It was quite the transformation. Thank you. Um, I I was very impressed, um, and I I've um, never seen you walk in heels, which you navigated amazingly well. I'm just saying I wasn't, because you had, what, three and a half, four inch heels on? Well, I also have like a size 15, 14 and a half, 15 size foot, and thus finding shoes for women were somewhat difficult. I was trying to find a much lower heel to like no avail online, or without having to spend like $150 or something along that for shoes that were like... If I were going to get a lot more use out of it, then totally. But, like, in this case here, like, no. Well, and, and, and just to give you a, a ballpark, the shoes I'm wearing right now, which are a lovely player of, of, of black uh, Tory Birch, mm -hmm. they, they are lovely. So those, those are nice shoes. Yeah, yeah with little little gold on the heel. Um, okay, so, so to give you a comparison, these shoes are about 300 Yeah, no, again, I know women's shoes can be very expensive, so... I mean, like, the fact that I think I got away with, like, a $45, $50 purchase was, like, not the end of the world to me, I think. And That's what eBay's for. True. Very true. Yeah, um, I mean, I got, I got these off of a off of a concession site. I yeah. didn't pay full price for them. No, 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 no. Um, Although I occasionally do. I go, you know, they're my faves. But, no, yeah, no. Uh, no, I practiced walking around in my apartment for, like, several, for, like, at least a good two or three weeks. Well, you navigated it well because I mean we've got on and off escalators and and up and down stairs. So, just want to want to tell you, I was I was suitably impressed by your your ability to navigate size seventeen women's four inch heels. It's, it's I, a thing. I, I was told like small steps, and because I was not about to like land on my heel at all, so everything was just at the toe. Well, and, and I think that was part of the, the pain issue. I, and, you know, I, I thought about it later. And, I mean, I, I walk heel first in my heels. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you, yeah. But, no, you did that well. So, so let's talk about people's reactions. Yes, let's okay. definitely talk about well, people's reactions. Or my reaction. Yes. So we'll start with, with my walk to you. I walked from my office to um, the Fairmont Hotel, mm -hmm. which is a, 
about three blocks away, three, four blocks. Give or take, probably. Yeah, so not real far. But I was in a business building that is a, a little ways from the convention center. So nothing had gotten down that far. And um, so as I'm walking dressed as Princess Peach, because I get free parking in my office, I might mm -hmm. as well take advantage. Um, so I'm walking down as Princess Peach past the dive bar, which had several people sort of rolling out of it at 10.30 in the morning. Um, which is impressive <laughs> considering California doesn't allow drinking after 2 o'clock in public spaces. Yeah, I don't think the caravan pays attention to that. No. Um, but... Um, so it elicited some some both odd looks and and smirks and smiles and comments. Mm -hmm. um, I I roll around the corner. There is a protest in the park, which isn't unusual. It's 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 the park downtown. It's not unusual, but a lot of people also. I mean, we can talk about this more a, a little bit later. But that's not uncommon for a convention either. Okay. Yeah, and we can talk about that later because we also had had something that we encountered mm -hmm. later. Um, so during that whole process, I'm getting all these really odd looks and I walk into the Fairmont, which is, you know, a five-star hotel and suddenly I don't feel odd at all. Um, because I'm actually fairly tamely costumed compared to a number of other people. Well, not even just a number of other people. You had a line of people waiting to go into the maid cafe. Yes. So maid cafes are a Maid things are a thing in Japan where, like, you go in, usually we'll get, like, a coffee or, like, a small snack or something like that, and a maid serves you. And it's part of the kind of, like, dining experience to have, like, a maid come out, to, for a maid to kind of come up and give you service. And now, like, you can get to some maid cafes where, like, the, some of the maids have slightly more characteristics or more quirkiness to them like you can, can we do this in japan please yes we, okay. I, I so want to do this while we're in japan okay so so my my question my first question is how many people does that room seat because because the line for it is huge yeah so that line if it's anything like last year tried to circle itself upstairs at one point and i had to stop that because you can't have people Loitering on stairs, Loitering yeah. and standing on stairs because that's a fire hazard and yeah. that was the general theme of people during the convention. Um, but uh, it's probably at least a good three and a half to four hour wait because while that room seats a, while that room with seating in it can seat about a hundred plus people in it, it's just the fact that like to cycle people in and out. It's probably like a twenty to thirty minute sort of thing for like a small table. For a table but. turn, okay. So, so going on in that room, then people are just having tea and little cookies. Is my Deals, understanding? Cookies, cake, some like cakes, and petty things fours, like that. things like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's so, an experience that you probably won't get unless you actually went to Japan. In a lot of cases, it's okay. It's also, so it, because it's really unique, people. Okay. So, so moving on from from that. Mm -hmm. And and then my initial reaction when I saw you, mm -hmm. um, and we were themed together, so that yes. was that was actually was intentionally themed. Well, we always were gonna be. Yeah, that was always intentional because I didn't want to, I didn't want to do so. I wanted you to be able to take the pictures with me at the same time, and ha and not be sort of like cautious about taking pictures with other people without having me there. I wanted to make sure that. You were in a that comfortable environment. That was really thoughtful. Okay. So, so that actually, that was really cool. And um, so from the Fairmont, mm -hmm. 
um, we walked down to the convention center. It's about a good block and a half to two blocks. Yeah, block and a half. So you walk, walk past the park, um, and uh, and the whole time, of course, we're accompanied by all these other people in just amazing costumes. We walk, start to walk up to the convention center, and we get get screams of delight from another Bowsette. Yes. That was so cool um, because, of course, the two of you, those are my some of my favorite pictures, actually, from that day. Are, are you and the other uh, just Bowsette? Look, just commenting and looking at each other's costumes. Oh, my God, I love this. Oh, my God, you did this so well. Oh, my goodness, I like your makeup. Oh, my God, so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that is... you, and, and, and the fun part was watching you compare tails. Mm-hmm. Um, tails and, and your, your turtle shells. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, exchange a couple of costume uh, uh, things. That was actually, for me, a blast. Your father met us there, um, and he was just sort of blown away by the whole, um, because he's never experienced any of it. I've at least driven by, by it, it yeah. since I worked downtown. Mm-hmm. And I've made your costume, so I kind of... You have an idea. Have an idea. So um, your father was kind of blown away. He's a man in his early 60s watching all these things walk by. Um, and, um, and I think even though I was prepared for it and I'm trying to think of anything really caught me off guard and I don't really think anything did. I had lots of questions. Yes. Um, but, um, even being prepared for it, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, this is, so the front of the convention center is like that patio sort of lobby sort of uh, presidio sort of area that I was commenting about where everyone's going to take pictures at and it, it was designed actually because I, I would was uh, you know in the planning department during the time that it was being designed mm-hmm. um, it was designed with the intent of that that outdoor area being um, a um, an area where you could have displays where you could have um sort of it has some featured art in it that that's intended for posing and there's stairs there's quite a bit of uh, recessed space there's a number of like floral range like plant life and trees and stuff like that like it's a cornucopian and actually in a really good case here a lot of different options for photographs photography yeah. and, and it was intended it was intended to be an outdoor space that could be used during conventions for large blow-up things for all all those sorts of things so that yeah. so for this purpose it was really cool you had all these people posing and and um it made it made for really cool photo ops mm-hmm. which people were amply taking advantage of oh no yeah no the professional a lot of the professional people because like going inside sometimes is obviously when we went inside you saw how limited the space was to move yeah. around in some cases so a lot of the professionals will take the photos outside, also just because it's also in a very neutral sort of setting where they can avoid getting like a lot of other cosplayers or people in the pictures, things yeah. like that. Um, cement walls apparently are very popular for co- for cosplay pictures, um, and things out of the way are also again so you can avoid being in anybody else's way or having somebody else like ruin your shot that you've been like well, and, and, being meticulous about. And it has a lot of what we term hardscape. Okay. which are those cement retaining walls and sort of things that form interesting shapes. Yes. Okay. 
So, so when we we went inside, um, they were pretty meticulously checking um, badges. badges. Yes, which I which I expect is normal. Not uncommon. I mean, I've been to some conventions where um, part of the problem is always that, like, as much as this is a fan convention, is that they're attempting to make back the money on what they're going to spend for it in order to be able to get more money for next year. When they go to have funds to go spend for it next year, so right for all your deposits and your down deposits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like in all the space, electricity, so forth, like that. Because you've been on both sides, you've worked in. in I've, I've worked it, and then I've also um, been a part of it. And, and badges yeah. are a big deal. It's one of the reasons why, and I feel always feel bad for cosplayers because like it's not really a great place to put a badge in some cases. Sometimes I had that problem where like, where it doesn't interfere with your costume. Like sometimes it's around the neck cause that's the easiest thing to do. Uh, one of the benefits I've found is that if, when I have the puppets with me is that I put it on the puppet instead. Yeah. So, the, and then that's, and then that's even cuter because like, Oh look, Sonic the Hedgehog is, is attending the convention and Eggman just tagged along. Yeah. So then that, then that becomes cute and fun. And then it's, and then that's but it is I've, cute and fun yeah I've been to some conventions though where people are because they'll give out the badges like they'll eat, they'll send you the badges via mail sometimes two weeks two to three weeks ahead of time and what people will do there is they'll get a copy of it and they will meticulously try to recreate it oh laminate it and because it and was a pretty, it was a pretty official looking badge. Yeah, and then they'll scalp it and try to um, sell it, uh, sell it there at the con. Like when I go to the Penny Arcade Expos, there are people outside the line trying to scalp you tickets to get into the convention. Well, there was somebody in the park with a sign. Yeah, and and she had and she had several people, you know, hitting at, her up. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, especially for a sold out convention, like. They're selling, yeah, I got tickets right here, $100, when the con was originally like $50 to get into. Okay, so I have a question about that. Okay. Okay. So we had we had badges, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything on the badge that would have prevented me from going and then in the morning mm-hmm. and then having trading the badge to somebody else and having them go in the afternoon. So that's one of those things that's kind of difficult to stop. Okay. So that's that's not uncommon. Um, you, it, in our case here, we had badges that were given to us by Fanime for the hotel. Okay. And we were borrowing them for the day, which was the intention. And so we were basically had we basically had passes here for free that were meant to be that weren't going to have anybody's name on it because the intention was to be. Oh, okay. But I didn't see anybody checking ID. No, no, no. Because if they were checking ID, that imagine how it would much take long. forever. It would take forever. Yeah, that's but, the thing for that. So, so even if it if it had had my name on it, how would he have known? Nobody would have known here. I mean, like, it takes like a really somewhat curious eye to like be looking at somebody and be like, hmm, you don't look like a Michelle. And even then, the question then becomes like, really, I don't look like a Michelle. Well, and, and well, and the flip side of it is, is you pointed out last week. You have no pockets. I had no pockets, and um, it would ch- it would change how I design something in the future because I design something with pockets. Because yeah. um, there was a place on Princess Peach. If I had made it myself, I could have. Um, I carried a, a evening bag, mm-hmm. 
Um, and that worked because it has a thin strap, and I thought the thin strap won't, won't interfere with the costume, and it yep. and it didn't. No. So that was that was workable. Mm -hmm. But um, but uh, ordinarily in those circumstances, I wouldn't have had ID on me. A lot of people had had like little mini backpacks. A lot of times we'll have like little mini backpacks because those are easy to kind of. Uh take on and off in some cases. And they're out of the way of your costume. They don't ruin the, they, the they don't, front. They don't, ruin, they, don't, yeah, they don't ruin too many of the lines on the costume here. Um, I've seen a lot of cases where, um, and I'm more exclusively toward women than, guy, than guys doing it, is that you'll have somebody who comes with you who just holds on to your stuff. And, you saw a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so let's talk about some breakdowns here okay. uh, that, that I found really interesting. Okay. Okay, since um, the first one is the ratio of costume to non-costume, probably 60, probably 40-60, so 40% in cosplay and 60% not. Yeah. Some, that sound it, about right? It, it can depend on the convention here. Like, more industry-based conventions I've found, um, depending on the subject, might be like 20 to 80%, 20 okay. being cosplayers, and then like... Like, I know packs tend to be like that. Like, the ratio to cosplayers is much lower in, okay. in some cases. But a lot of people are there to see the new stuff coming out and to interact with the new stuff coming out. And well, and that's more gamers. Yeah, and, and that's more gamers in a lot of cases. Um, if you go to a Star Trek convention, most of the fun is dressing up as a Star Trek character. So they, and, you get a higher percentage. So you okay. probably get, like, a more higher percentage, more closely toward 50%. Um, and there's some people who are just there for the lark to see what's going on, so they won't cosplay for obvious reasons. But it differs. It does differ. I mean, I think Anime Expo, which is the largest Japanese animation convention in North America, which uh -huh. is what I've worked before. Okay. Um, the ratio is probably like 40 to 60 on some days here as well. And on a Saturday, sometimes might get close to 45 to 55. Because, uh, again, obviously, Saturday is the big day. If you were going to dress up, you dress up on that day. Okay. Some people dress up every day, like myself, but not every day can be Halloween. Okay, so the one thing that surprised me, I would say... There were more women than men. Yes. Is that normal? Occasionally. Well, not normal. Is that typical? It, it can be. It depends a little bit more on the convention. I think I think to be to be honest, and this is probably just my own biased opinion on it, uh -huh. is that I think women have a lot more options for cosplay when they when they want to. Because the range of which like a female character can be everything from like somewhat mature and dainty to kind of a little slutty I guess maybe in a certain way and there's lots yeah, of, yeah. And there's lots of room to kind of like gauge between oh there's that. a lot there's a lot of of what I would call cute slutty yeah no yeah, yeah. None, none of it's like intentionally like you know like none, none of it's triple x kind of slutty or porn, porny in a way yeah but a lot it's of it's, not but a lot, it's, of it, but a lot of it's more like a tamed kind of like oh this is really cute but I can see how it's being overly sexualized sort of thing yeah. Men have a slightly, I think, more difficult problem, is especially if that, um, or don't want to say that they have a problem with here, but I would imagine there's somewhat less men doing cosplay, if only just because, like, I think that the ratio to, like, male characters in a lot of cases are not kind of that interesting, and a lot of guys tend to fall in love with female characters than they do the male ca characters. I mean, like, I, a walking example of that this time. Yeah, but um, but I think it's I think also women generally tend to just I think women because they're used to wearing more flashy kind of stuff here in some cases and trying to look pretty and everything as where guys are not always intentionally trying to look pretty or uh, handsome in a lot of cases here 
women, I think, maybe have a slightly easier entry to barrier barrier into entry to get into it versus like men who are oh women like dress up. They dress up from the time they're kids. Yeah, guys, guys are not super into dress up a lot of cases. I mean, like yeah, but you saw there there there, there's always oh no there's oh I mean in terms of um so of the cosplayers, I would say. That split was sixty percent female, forty percent male. There were Probably, still, yeah. quite still, a, still quite still, a bit of males, yeah. Quite a few guys, still quite a few guys, but a, a lot of girls, lots of little bunnies. Yeah, we saw quite a, a lot of bun- lots bunny of, girls. Lots of school girls. Yes, that's a popular one. Lots of maids. Yep. Matter of fact, there was a whole presentation on a stage with maids singing some sort of chore- choreographed. They were dancing too. Yeah. Um, song yeah and dancing and and, and that was that was cute um so lots of school girls lots of maids lots of um lots of uh splatoons splatoons we saw a couple of people in splatoons sort of stuff here but i think more or less because that's kind of somewhat easier to do okay Um, even i mean like for for example like we got uh my younger brother here and his nieces and his wife like I got them all Splatoon hats for Christmas uh, the year yeah. before. Yeah, And that was baby, I think that was maybe. Because they play. Yeah, because they play. And it was maybe a 10, it was maybe like, I think like a $20 investment in each one. Yeah. And if you were just going to do that, you could spend like $50, $60 on that or make it yourself in some cases and not be too difficult. I mean, because a lot of what's great about the Splatoon characters is that they're wearing for pretty much everyday clothes. And the only difference being is that you just have a brightly colored, like, squiddy sort of headpiece and so you could very easily get away with that if you just took off the headpiece like you would just be walking around as you know a regular person you would so that's so that the barrier to, again like a lot of the time when when i speak to uh entry a barrier to entry uh-huh. is less the notion of like an, an ornate a very ornate costume like you and me did versus like a very easy costume to kind of just pick up real quickly like so a lot of the reasons why you saw the maids was because those are very prevalent online and easy to kind of get. You can, you can get that at a costume store. You can order it Precise. off of Amazon. Okay. Yeah, the same okay. thing with like the school girls here. That was, you can find those fairly easy online. And especially if you're uh, a smaller size here, the op- the options are far more varied than if you're a bigger person where like, because they're mostly made in Japan or for yeah. smaller, you know, for, for that. I mean, like it'd be a little more difficult, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and that's, then, a, that's a valid comment. Bunnies, like, um, I don't know what the I I don't know how easy that would be at the end of the day, but like I would imagine it's just like a a strapless leotard in some cases and some bunny accessories. But like, well, you okay? So you saw a couple different versions of bunnies. You saw the full on sort of Playboy bunny suit with the and um, and, and fishnets. Mm-hmm. You saw sort of a schoolgirl bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are our characters for that. The, okay, um, you saw sort of a, a bathing suit bunny. Mm-hmm. So you saw different versions of of the bunnies. It, it was to me, it was fascinating. As you said, there was um, people people who were in, and people who were all in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we saw a couple of people in the one guy in the the foam. Face. Yeah, so he was. He was a, amazing. His eyes lit up. Yep, he was a Protoss warrior or a zealot. I guess is the better is the correct term for it from the from StarCraft or StarCraft Two, whichever is your pick here. Um, I thought again that was a, that was a really cool cosplay um, that that he put together here at the end of the day. Um, 
I, I, I appreciate that he took like the parts to lightsabers and used those for his hands because those for his they hands. did yeah that was kind of funny it was kind of cool and funny at the same time um, but again like I've seen that I've seen people who do that character before and uh, I don't know if it's just my like I've seen a lot of people do that very well versus like I've seen a lot of people who do it very poorly so like uh, he was very much in the middle for me. Okay. And, uh, but again, I mean, that, that's my bias at the end of the day because I've seen a whole lot and studied yeah. a whole lot. So yeah. like, to me at the end of the day, like, that's like, oh, that's really cool. That's a unique thing versus like other people like, oh. I was more, oh. Yeah. I, know. I thought that was pretty cool. So, so um, the way this particular convention was set up, mm-hmm. there was a big, the, you know, the floor of the, of the large convention hall was all trade show. And then there was another one that was gaming, which I found fascinating. We can get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there was an artist alley, which yes. which was nicely we, done. We, we we dipped into it for a little bit, but our costumes are of the. Uh, our costumes had hoop skirts. Yeah, I mean, like it was big. Yeah, no, again, yeah. for us for us to maneuver through there would have been difficult. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, well, I think like my younger sister, if she did a couple like cool shoes at the end of the day here. You know, like just prepped, like and just like knocked out a yeah. lot of those here over the course of a couple of, like weeks in anticipation. Could make probably a lot of money selling them there, right? And she could take a lot of custom orders and and get custom deposits and, and yeah, deliver. Absolutely, yeah. So um, there was the artist alley, and then there were a couple of stages set up where there were large presentations. I loved watching the the one guy draw. Oh no, yeah, with that the, was topic markers. Yeah, that was very cool. There were some autograph rooms yes. um, and some other um, sort of pullout rooms that mm-hmm. you could go into. There were lines for a lot for of lot. those. Yep. Yeah, for a lot of those things, which which I totally understand. That's it happens. Yeah, but but there's not an extra fee for those. Those are included. No. The, Sometimes autographs, in most conventions here, the getting into the convention is your fee for doing that in a lot of cases. Um, but like, it's that's not a common sort of. Uh, it's not common for like to do an autograph session and it has to be like okay, five dollars for an autograph, like <sighs> like sort of th- that. That is not a very common thing to do here, and, and I've and I've seen people who do do it, and like their lines are much much smaller. And nobody really wants to go and talk to them with a lot of in a lot of cases, except like a real diehard fan. Like I think I've seen, like even even at his height, I mean even Stan Lee signed just about everything, and he didn't, uh, he never charged at all for that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So so the the stuff being sold on the trade floor, that was fascinating. There were several booths, although none of them near each other, selling. Very cool T-shirts. I, I would imagine that's a hot seller there because you had all sorts of specialty shirts. Well, and it's um, it's the, and I think I described this when we were there. It was one of these things where like you wouldn't know this existed unless you were here. And for a lot of people here, it's very much a it's window shopping in a, in a lot of cases uh-huh. for a lot of people. Um, but it's really one of those things. It's a lot of impulse buying. I would I would imagine here like. Like you see a T-shirt, like I saw a couple of T-shirts in which I was just like, "Oh yeah, I would love to come back and get that." Yeah. The nails dissuaded me from trying to come back and do that because those were very difficult to maneuver. Were, were those press on? No, they were glue on. Ooh. Okay. I know. I'm gonna go buy some something to remove the glue from my fingers here. Like it took like a good hour to remove them when I when I got home. Okay. So. 
So, um, okay, so they had those. Lots of lots of booths selling the Funko um, figures. Yep, that's a that's, that's a, a one. hot item, and and just like having a ten foot high wall of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically almost every every single one of them under the sun in some cases, or at least that are still readily available. So if like there was a really character you really wanted to get, like it would probably be there. Yeah, it'd be the place to. I was impressed with with how many there were a number of different booths selling those. Um, so that obviously was a hot item. There were a lot of really cool figures. I mean, uh, you have some really cool I, figures. Yeah, I, I imagine those probably came from places like that. It used to be back in the day here is that when I went to a convention, I had to come back with one figure. And that was, and that was my big purchase usually at a convention yeah. here. Unless there was like another figure in which I was like, oh, I'm never going to see this ever again. I have to get it. And that was um, about mid-tier shelf, the the really big-haired blonde one here because I'd never seen that before. She's and, really cute. Oh no, 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 that's my that's that is Saber, my waifu. Oh, there you go. Oh no, yeah, no, she she is. Uh, yeah, that one is really special to me because I found it and it was just like I've never seen anything like this ever ever again. So like, so I was like, yay, I got this. Uh, okay, so where I had kind of expected that there'd be lots of booths selling um, costume parts and things like that, there wasn't a lot of that. Where the, what there was were um, in in that form mm-hmm. um, were a lot of um, swords. Yes, swords. Um, lots of specialty um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No other really specialty weapons. There was one booth that was sold uh, would um, make for you custom leather. I assume yeah, you like or, order pieces, and then they books they, and like yeah. leather bound stuff, kind of stuff like that. Well, yeah. and even pieces of clothing. Yes. Yeah. Um. So sort of Renfair clothes they would kind of make. Style, yeah. Yeah. Um. And and that was impressive. But beyond that, there really wasn't. Nobody was selling the um. One of the things I thought I'd see is the one piece zip up um, sort of sleeper sort of costumes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so those are known as, as so, um, so the ones, so like this onesie sleeper sort of thing that's like modeled yeah. off on an animal. Yeah. Those are known as a kikarumi. A kikarumi, okay. Kikarumi. So New word. Come, and so they come in like basically anything you can think of. Like, like I think we got my younger sister a narwhal at one point, and yeah. I've seen. Everything from Pikachu, web, Pikachu and, and Tigger and Snorlax, but Pokemon. And I, like, yeah. I I personally have an Eeyore. Yeah, so like there's there is a lot of that out there. There is a lot of that out there. Yeah, I was a little surprised that that wasn't uh, being sold here. I mean, I mean there must have been twenty alleys of booths, and each one had like ten. About so, I mean, ten different yeah, stalls on it. Yeah. Yeah. So there must have been like two hundred booths there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a lot of booths. And a lot of, and keep in mind that a lot of these people that travel with this, uh, with this convention, just do that. They they just um, they just travel from convention to convention to convention selling stuff, and that's kind of all they do. So they'll pack up all their stuff here on, in this case here on Monday night to Monday Monday afternoon Monday night. They'll put it into their truck and they're going to drive that truck that that semi truck here. To the next convention, you know, which might be in Los Angeles, or it might be in like Nevada, or it might be in Seattle, or somewhere in there. There's that's all they do is just travel from 
convention to convention selling stuff like that. Because well, we actually have a tenant who um, is a trucking firm who trucks that stuff. So they they actually, this was interesting to me. Um, so Leg Legacy Transportation um, had trucks going out of there mm -hmm. on, on Monday night. Um, and they they are taking it to the next place. So they're taking loads for several different sellers. Yeah. And there are and some cases like the same seller. Or okay, so maybe the same but but they they would would box up multiple loads and and go off and, and they, they specialize also in doing trade show stuff. Yes. So um, and so they move trade show stuff around too, the same sort of thing where people are at the same trade shows and you you pay them and they ship it on to the next destination yep. so i thought that was interesting that would have qualified for that um i'd noticed when i was going home from work on thursday vendors lining up to get in with boxes and cartloads and trays of um of stuff so i think on thursday night they were probably waiting to uh to get finalized and set up for their booths yeah yeah so I thought that was I thought that was interesting. So, so uh, you know, logistically, they're in it for five days. Mm -hmm. um, when Anime Expo, um, which is the convention down south, there's literally a series of volunteers that all they do for the week before the con starts is just set up booths and stuff for the convention, and it's a specialty type of volunteer that basically works from like I believe like it's Monday through or usually it's like four or five days before the convention starts they help load in all the people that are coming into the convention so that's lines booths um, display stands cause a lot because again you have a lot of industry people coming in but you also have to have people just set up the tables in general and the curtains. Well, and in a lot of situations you're forced you're forced to use whatever union contractor that the convention centers yeah um, mandate. Mandate, and there's a charge for every plug and every table and every chair. It get, gets even worse. Imagine if you're the guy that needs internet, or you're the guy who needs to to do online sales, especially because nowadays they do a lot of online sales through their phones, and they have yeah. like a little They've card reader the on the phone. Square, yeah. Uh, or they're, or in some cases they're using laptops. Or hey, what if you're the guy that need? What if you're the guy that has to have? you know power outlets for the half dozen TVs you need to show off your game or yeah. stuff like that those are huge logistical issues especially if you're also uh, at the end of the game here like you need online access to be able to be like oh enter in your email and you might win a prize and join our mailing list yeah that's again again it all depends on the convention that you go to um, again like the bigger the convention you might have like you know this is also a fan event at the end of the day here. Like, so not a lot of industry people there. So a lot of not, not a lot of the big booths. Like, I'm used to, if I go to, to um, trade shows within my industry, which mm -hmm. is real estate and construction, um, I'm used to the big booths. Oh yeah. And and this isn't that. No no no. Um, or or this particular one wasn't that. No, I mean I think the largest booth we saw there was still the same people from Bandai selling the Gundam figurines and like the specialty sort of like you know stuff that was behind they, the glass and, cases yeah and and their and their booth w probably was the largest booth um their booth was sort of enclosed and i i assume that's for security reasons so they, oh, yeah you, yeah so because you only had one in, in and out which only, would which would limit because they had a, a, a large square 
um, you only have one in and out, which would, would control theft. You also had a lot of people, which if they did have like kind of a 360 sort of thing, or they had like a uh, 270 sort of like yeah. display sort of thing, like one of the walls had that's just like a wall of cellophane on the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Same sort of, same sort of control issue. So logistically, the room that impressed me the most was the gaming room. That room was incredible. So there were um, banks of computers, some of them. So, okay, so the room was separated into several different banks of computers, and you could go play games. Yep. There was a very famous gamer. Um, they had a sort of a stage show towards the center of that room. Yep. Uh, the something Khalid, uh, the completionist. And I've actually take, I've actually met him before too. So, um, I've I have a picture with him, I believe, on my phone from the, one of the Penny Arcade Pack South, actually. Okay. We were on the same flight, and he almost got kicked off because they didn't have enough people for the flight because it was going to snow in. And like, I was always also concerned that like, that for that convention that I was leaving on a Monday morning, and if I didn't leave that Monday morning, I wouldn't get back home in time for work on Tuesday because it was apparently about to snow in on okay. in San Antonio, oddly enough. Okay. Or the weather was going to be so bad that you wouldn't allow any flights out on the rest of the day. Um, and so we both barely got onto that flight because, like, obviously he runs a YouTube channel. He's got a lot of research and other stuff that he has to do and other stuff he's got to go see. And if he can't go back to get to work, you know, like, not a whole lot he can do in San Antonio on his own. Yeah. So, I mean, within reason. Um, so, you know, yeah, they had a stage set up there. And I imagine that stage was also used for when two teams were going to be playing games against each other, which is becoming slightly more common in in um, conventions with the uh, rise of uh, eSports as they were. So mm -hmm. I imagine that that stage also serviced just as a uh, stage to watch people play like StarCraft, Overwatch, League of Legends, things like that, I okay. would imagine. So, so I found so I found that I found that interesting. Mm -hmm. um, that that's that that that's how that room was set up. The other thing I found interesting about that room was there was a whole there was a whole bank of older computers. Yeah, I don't know about old, older video game consoles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah. So there was so like when we immediately walked in. There's a there's probably about forty some odd forty or. Yeah, probably about maybe 40 or 50 some odd computers that are just there to play games on, oddly enough. And, and people seem to be playing, because a lot of them were at the same point, they seem to be playing each other. Yeah, they might have been playing with each other, or they might have been playing in a similar game network for that. Okay. Um, which is which is very cool at the end of the day when you think about it, like, oh, hey, let me log on to my account, and I'll play with other people here at this convention. Yeah. Which does happen. I mean, um the Penny Arcade Expos are literally known for having like two or three hundred computer, three hundred you know computers lounges, uh -huh. and other people are like it's a bring your own computer. Well, like you got a, laptops. I mean, so well, no, like literally bring your own like oh big machine, like my big machine. Like I've and you you see people bring them, and you're like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. Yours is a train. Oh, okay. So one of the things I was fascinated by was there was. Um, a, a place was it in that room or, or in the in the other where you could buy like light up parts for your for the inside of your computer components yes so, and a glass wall so you could watch them yeah blink. so you watch all the different parts and stuff moving inside your computer 
Yeah. Never seen that before. Oh, well, again, mine, mine has a glass window on it here, but that's just because that came with the case. I don't particularly care for it, if only just because, like, it doesn't make any difference to me. I mean, I got my case because of the number, the number of fans on it uh-huh. to try to keep it cool. Yeah. And there's and there's even parts in there where, like, if you see the front panel there, like, that's expansion spots spots for more fans. Oh. And because the computers run very warm. Okay. And I've actually considered, like, at one point here trying to look into, like, water cooling it. Um, but I'm also just so paranoid of not doing it correctly that, like, I get water all over my computer and break my computer. So I'm like, I'll just stick with the fans. Yeah. And, and they don't, and they've never had a problem here with that, so. Okay. They got to dust it out a little more frequently. So the, the other thing that was in that room, there were tables set up so that people could be playing with, with what looked like even like Game Boys and stuff like that. Yeah, so there was a lot of just random t- empty tables uh, with the intention of people playing board games, playing Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, we did see that. Yeah, we saw card games going. Yep, so there was that there. Um, we, saw there a number, we saw a number of tables that had... Like Wii U, Wii's and uh, video game consoles for people to play video games on. So we saw a lot of them were a couple were like, I think we saw like an old school Nintendo to play Super Mario Brothers. We saw like a we saw some Playstations, Dreamcast, like probably like fifteen, almost twenty year old game consoles in there just. It was pretty hanging, hanging out playing old games. It was pretty cool, and then and then there was. Um, a group of people doing Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, not Dance Dance Revolution. It was uh, one of those, like, it's, it goes back to, like, the Wii U and the Connect here for the Xbox 360 where, like, you dance in front of a screen and it, like, tracks your body to tell you if you're doing the dance correctly or not. And you could see people in, you know, and, on the yeah, screen. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of people, like, you know, dancing with it as well. They had each... Oh, I each, tried it for a little bit. Each little booth probably had, like, at least, like, Eight, ten people, half dozen people, yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of people just dancing to that. And to me, like I don't, I don't get that at all. But like to watch it, to be like, oh, it was fun to watch. Oh yeah. Um, there was also a lot of arcade just standing cabinets there too. Yeah, there were, um, they, um, almost like old pinball machines. Almost, yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. A lot of those. What what I found was very cool is they had a lot of the Japanese style cabinets there. And the Japanese cabinets are very much this, like, sit down, enjoy yourself sort of station sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like a little bar stool on it. Yeah. Well, in the, basically, it's like sitting down to, like, a little computer and you would play on there. And usually what ends up happening is that the other controller for the second player is actually on the opposite the side, side away from you. So you can't quite tell what the other person is doing as we're... In America, you're like one person to the left and one person to the right, right on the yeah. same yeah. unit here. So that I thought was really cool. They had a couple. Um, that's another thing I really want to see when we're in Japan. Just go to an, just go to a arcade store. Just go to an arcade. They were pretty cool in Taiwan, I have to say. Yeah, just the number again. It's the kitchen sink syndrome in Japan. Like they, they try everything, and if it doesn't work, great. We'll move on to the next idea that's crazy and weird. Because who knows what will be popular. There were whole halls of the claw machines in Taipei. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that would not be uncommon. That's, Japan will probably be much worse. Okay. So um, the other thing that was in that room that I found was, was really interesting. And, and here's a, you know, the question is, I, I think people were probably paying a fee to do it. But um, there was a model area where you could make and paint models. 
You yes. can put together and make and paint models. Were they models that you purchased next door, or were they? Possibly, I mean. There like, was paint. There was glue. There. I, I've seen I, I've seen a convention before, and I want to say it's probably Anime Expo where it was this entire um, booth that just sold Gunpla, which is Gundam models. Yeah. And there was just a guy on his own sta- on just like his own table just making it for people to watch and people were just fascinated watching him make these models and basically he would spend the next like two or three hours just taking apart a model piece by piece sanding down the sanding down the runners on it you know just trying to do like a quick little paint job on it put it to the side and then put it all together start a new one while that paint dried start a new one here and you would just continued like that um we see you. We saw a guy who was literally drawing Copic markers, and somebody else. I guess they were talking about something else in the background, but all that was on the screen was just this guy with the markers. Well, just he was. Make, he actually. I was listening to him, and he was actually explaining what he was doing. Yeah, what he was doing. Okay. And and how um, how he draws different characters, and and um, he was explaining. It, um, and again, this is something your your sister uses those same markers and and, and does some watercolor yep. um, style things with them. Um, and he was explaining how he draws he draws hard and soft lines and why he uses them um, in in different. So he was doing several characters, um, and that was that to me was just fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who have um, what they're called uh, the drawing tablets that. You, like full monitors that you basically would just sit in your lap. It's like a huge, like 24 by 24 inch screen with buttons on the side. Yeah. That's just people just drawing on that and like coming up with stuff. And you watch people do it. And it's like, Oh wow. He made a, he made a light in the background by just making like crosses with this one thing here. Cool. And it's like, but people, people just watch people do that for a while. Um, that's really, I always find that to be really cool. Um, what else did you find? What else did you enjoy about the our walk around? I I enjoyed having my picture taken. Yes, was that was fun. that was a big deal. So so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. There were um, because I figured my my there was nothing unique about Princess Peach. Everybody knows Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I was surprised. I was the only Princess Peach I saw. We saw several daisies. Yes. We saw probably a half dozen bowsettes. Yes. Um, and then probably another four or five bowsettes in wedding. Where is that bowsette or is that? So um, so the entire thing about that is that there was a new version of the game of Super Mario Brothers that came out, and one of them had this had Toadette, which is this little girly version of the Toad character. Right. And when she gets a crown on her head, she turns into a bigger version of herself, which happens to be a princess. Okay. And so the notion was that this crown, if you put it on other things, they turn into princesses as well. So that's how you get Bowsette. You have... Um, is there a Toadette? There, well, there's Toadette here, which is like the... there. And then so we saw other... So when we saw other people, they were the other bad guys that had crowns in their heads. So we had, one of them is a ghost, and then one of them was a... Chain Chomp, I think maybe one of them was a Goomba, which is like the Bad Toad guys. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of people who were doing that at the end of the day. That's, all, with the exception of like Toadette here, like all of that is just fan community stuff. 
that is not a, like a part of like Nintendo's licensing at all. And Nintendo's actually publicly gone into record to say like that doesn't exist. This is not how we would do it. Although noticing like how popular it is, it would not be surprising if they tried it. Maybe, but Nintendo's also of this. Uh, very family-friendly sort of environment that they probably will never... Yeah, because she's a little tarted up. Well, not even so much that it's tarted up, but, he, but so much as that, like... you, I, I would imagine for Nintendo, they would not want to enter in some, like, gender fluidity to their games in oh, order to keep their... and... And, and, and tarnish their brand or tarnish whatever goodwill they have. Okay. They so because Bow Bowser is is a guy. Yeah. And Bowsette is a girl. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, I could totally get that. There, okay. There's been, there's been a big push in the community for a long time when it comes to the Legend of Zelda games. Uh huh. To have so oddly enough, when you play the Legend of Zelda, you're not playing Zelda. You're, yeah. Zelda's the princess. Right. You're playing the hero, which is known as Link. And so expected to see Zeldas and Links. Really, do we see one or two? And that saw was maybe it? one or two. Yeah, that was that about was it. about it. Okay. There, Surprised no by that. No recent games came out for it. The okay. reason you say a lot more Bowsettes because this just came out within the last year. Oh. Okay. So that's why that's why it's more common. I'm when sure I was when I was actually looking for Princess Peach costumes, Bowsette mm -hmm. came up a lot. Yeah. And we saw several Princess Daisies. We mm -hmm. saw. Three daisies? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. For me, at the end of the day, it's Daisy over Princess Peach every day, just because Daisy's annoying when you play her correctly. Um, and it's kind of a trolley sort of thing. But I think more people are used to the character they don't see all the time because it's a fan favorite versus the one that everyone sees all the time. Okay, so but I the, chose something that was too popular. No, it's not that you chose something that was too popular. I mean, it, nobody else was dressed up like that. Nobody else was dressed up like that, and, and um, which is which is part of the fun of that. I mean, yeah, like nobody, and it was and it was fun. And, you, and everybody knew who I was. And if you, everyone knows who you are, and if you're the most unique one out there because you're the only one out there, then you kind of have the market on this. I mean, like I know from experience here, like because you don't see a whole lot of Princess Peaches. Like if you dressed up as Mario, like you have an instant. Like, there were a perfect, lot of Marios. Yeah. But that's also, again, like an easy entry barrier sort of thing. Yeah, because like it's, it's a pair of overalls. It's an overalls yeah. and a red shirt. And, and you like, can buy like the hat. The, yeah. the gloves. And most men can grow a mustache or can get a mustache online pretty easily. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, so we took a number of pictures with... Um, one of my Again, one of my favorites is we had had several versions of Bowsette and you and I. Yep. Um, and, and so that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed like I I enjoyed the th the game of like ooh what's that it's like and me like quickly trying to remember what on earth that was that I saw it was like oh yeah that's this from this and this so yeah so to explain that the almost the entire time we were at the convention mm -hmm. I would see something walk by mm -hmm. um, some sort of cosplay walk by and I'm like who's that what's that who's that um, and and you had answers for pretty much all of it. A good majority of it, yeah. I so mean, so we saw um, one thing that interested me was um, we only saw one or two Disney characters, so so that's obviously not. I mean, and most of those were were young kids, mm -hmm. so that's obviously not a thing. We saw a couple of superheroes, but the superhero I I remember seeing the most frequently was not the typical one. I saw several versions of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. As opposed to no Iron Mans. Um, we did see a Thor. Yes. We saw and a couple Thors. We, we saw a we couple, saw a couple, th Thors. We saw a couple <laughs> Endgame Thors. Because that was a little bit easier to get into, I think. So we saw one of the, my favorite Endgame 
the war, um, was somebody who made their hammer out of a out of a Budweiser twelve pack. Yes, that was pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah, we saw a couple of Thors. We saw a couple of of like Gamora and and Quill and. Um, and so we saw a, you know, a couple of different versions of Guardians. We even saw somebody who was dressed up as a rocket raccoon, too. And we also someone, saw someone dressed up as Dax. And we saw a mantis, but it was a male mantis. It could have very well been somebody else. I mean, I've also seen a couple of Lokis, although it, they were female Lokis, which is always fun to me. Okay. Um, but we, so we, we didn't see Captain America or there was a, there was a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Was a, Spider-Man was actually fairly common. Um, the other one you'll find a lot is Deadpool. I didn't see any Deadpool. I expected to. I was happy not to see any Deadpool. Uh, part of the problem with Deadpool, um, at least for me at the end of the day, is the, when you look at the character in and of itself, it's the character when he was in the comic books was very, very aware that he was in a comic book. He would very much look into the panel, look at other people. And it, but have you ever heard of So he's breaking the third wall. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. Yes, yeah, he's breaking the fourth wall consistently. I tend to find a lot of people who cosplay as as that as uh, Deadpool, and this is nothing against the people who do. Um, but a lot of people who cosplay as Deadpool are doing it. I trying to be ironic about it, but just coming off as trolly and rude. Okay, and so the, they're the, they're trying to be in the character because mm-hmm. I I was trying to be in the character while yeah. I was doing this. Uh, they're trying to be in the character, but, but because the character's kind of truly unrude. Yeah, they're they're being equally as much here. Like, I've, okay, it's um, it's somewhat of an unfortunate thing here. Like, it's one of those costumes in which, like, I think is what we- is well way overdone here. At the end of the day, I think it's just it's well it's well played out here, and there's only like one or two guys I've ever seen actually do a good job of it because. He makes a YouTube video about himself just doing that. Okay, so so let's talk about other um, popular characters that I saw. I saw a couple of Green Rangers. No other color ranger, just Green Rangers. He was the most popular, and for a lot of... Was he really? Because I thought Tommy the White Ranger was the most popular. So if you go back... It's cause that, well, that's the same character. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, Tommy Tommy was the Green Ranger, then became the White Ranger, so... Okay. Um... Nostalgia is one of those interesting things where, like, sometimes the first thing you ever saw, which was the coolest thing you ever saw, is sometimes always the coolest thing you ever saw. I mean, like, I can admit that to a certain level. Like, one of my favorite Japanese animation of all time is Neon Genesis Evangelion. I didn't ever get to watch the full thing until, like, college when I found somebody who had all the episodes for it. And I had a lot of episodes for it, but in bits and pieces, bits and pieces on VHS, because... Back in the day, if you wanted to buy something legitimately, you bought VHS tapes. And, okay. And I got the dubs because those were like five bucks cheaper than the subs, which were more expensive for... Whatever the, reason, yeah. Yeah, I never understood that either. Like, why would the the dubs, like, this is so much easier to watch versus the, the subs, why are they so much more... I, I never got that as a kid. And, and as an explanation, the dubs are, are voiceover as opposed to the subs, which are subtitles. Precisely, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the... The thing with superheroes is I think that more people like the Guardians of the Galaxies because it speaks to them more on a certain level. It's kind of quirky. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. They're quirky, but they got like a really kind of interesting sort of like dynamic with this like unique and kind of weird family that atmosphere that they kind of have and this like. 
all it's the, the family mo- family you choose as, as opposed to the family you're born in. Precisely, yeah. yeah. And so I think a lot of people just resonate with that a little bit more in some cases. Um, I also think that like Iron Man is not an easy cosplay to do. Now we did see an Iron Man, but it was a very much of the uh, garbage brand garbage brand kind of characters where like it's put together not in like not a very kind of uh, it was canned well yeah it was canned you know boxes and things like that here stuff like that um and there's nothing wrong with that at the end of the day if what you can make is what you make that's what you can make um but again like it's that costume again is a much larger entry barrier for entry because it's a lot more work that goes into that and a lot of stuff it's the same as that's somewhat true of like Captain America and some other. Well, we ones saw like, one really cool stormtrooper, and I thought that's got to cost money. Yeah, no, I, I've I've met a number of people who do the the stormtrooper armor. I think the starting price for your own stormtrooper armor is at around like the three three hundred dollar range. Well, and like Princess Peach, I mean, I like Princess Peach costumes went all the way up to to like twelve sixteen hundred. Oh yeah, no, again, depending I, on how how you know. I've seen some that are like like full legit like ball gowns every little intricate little detail is meticulously Mine made was pretty decent yeah yeah, yeah 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 no yours was very nice here too so um, but, and i wasn't paying that for it no okay so the other thing um you know if we're talking about full-blown blown costumes there were a couple of people that in what looked like rental um uh pokemons Oh, you mean the blow-up Pokemons or the? We're not uh, even blow-up Pokemons. So we're first of all, we have a, we have pictures of the parade of Pikachu's. So, yeah, there that, was a that, parade of Pikachu's. That's the thing in Japan that Nintendo just likes to show off occasionally, where it's like, it, I've seen a version of that with Eevee as well, where it's like four, twenty-five to thirty some odd people in these giant legit costumes that they normally send out around well, the I mean, world a, for that, and then uh, they dance and everything. Well, a couple of these, a, a couple were were furry um, but the other ones were just sort of a nylon blow-up thing yeah but there were but but there were a couple of people there was was it a squirtle what was it there was there was there were a couple of um of people in in what looked like full-on like furry costume or or um like what might be a rental costume i mean that's another example of like what you can get is what you can get. Yeah. I mean, like if you're not yeah. if you're not super into wanting to buy like a huge, you costume, want to make the investment, which I totally get. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's just oh oh it's a parade of Pikachu oh Eevees yeah. oh I love Eevee so yeah like Eevee's so cute okay that's <laughs> that's really cute the music that goes along with this is actually much more entertaining but yeah I've seen a lot of these with like the Pikachu variants as well. I'm pretty sure they only have the Eevees just because of the uh, Pikachu Eevee game that came out here this last uh, Christmas. Okay. Um, so. They're choreographed. That's cute. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They're all choreographed. Okay. Which is very somewhat somewhat like kind of, oh, they're coming. So so let's talk about towards, towards the end. Towards the end, and you had warned me about this. Okay. Ah, yeah. Okay. So towards the end, there was somebody as we were trying to leave. Mm-hmm. And, and and at that point, we were like 2 o'clock or so in the afternoon. Just about, a yeah. Lot, yeah. And a lot of people were arriving. So there was just a lot of people in that outdoor area where people are taking pictures. Yep. 2 o'clock is a good time if you're going to take a break is, is about when you would take a break because of the 
concerts if the doors open at 10 o'clock and then they close at 6 1 32 o'clock good time to take a break get some lunch and go then, to the bathroom and then come back at like 2 33 o'clock and keep going here it's a lot of times in which um i recommend if that they're seating there take a seat go to the bathroom yeah. like it's it's um definitely one of those things where like you don't want to dehydrate yourself because it's a, you, i've seen a lot of people get dehydrated and, and follow totally over. get that comment because even though there were vendors towards the back of the hall mm -hmm. selling food there wasn't much there wasn't very very many places to sit down no if you did get reason. food and and you certainly don't want to be standing eating food in your costume because you're going to wear it so you don't want to be doing that. No, absolutely. You have, as you pointed out, no pockets. Subway is a great option for a place like the, for for costumes. Like it would be, when me and my friend used to go to conventions, we would perps, we would um, literally stop by this one grocery store that was along the way, buy like buy sandwiches and like a bag of chips, and then we would go back out to the car midway through the convention and just eat the sandwiches and the chips there because that's not if you're wearing a costume that's not that's you're not 95 moving around 95 percent chance you're not going to get that and again obviously no mustard mayonnaise or stuff like um, well but you could also bib yourself of sorts you with could. a couple you, napkins oh, in your car and be fine oh, we, we, we were guys we weren't going to get food all over us lies oh. i know yeah ye, us of ye of little faith yeah. Um, so nice. So yeah, as we were leaving, we saw one of the guys. I was worried that we okay. might find. Okay. It. So so we're all going to hell. Yep. Yeah. He was hell and damnation. He was wearing a shirt um, that had hell and damnation on it. He had yeah. posters oh, yeah. and a giant, megaphone. A megaphone, a giant stick with a big old poster at the very end of it. Blend. Standing on top of a planter. Yep screaming at everybody i think he was screaming at me at one point when i walked by oh i'm sure you you little transgressor you oh i know i i really wanted to kind of walk up to him and just kind of just screw with him but you know because just kind of like oh honey come on what come have fun with us why you gotta be so hateful like i kind of well, but, but at the end of the day i also don't want to feed the trolls and he's yeah. just he again that and then and we and the, to to this guy's credit as we're walking back we met a guy as we're crossing the street. And mind you, crossing the street wasn't that hilarious with that giant crowd of us. <laughs> yes, and I kept thinking, if people don't know what's going on, this must be just the weirdest parade well, you've walking, ever seen. So, so and mind you, so to get back to your hotel, we have to walk past two other very, very nice hotels. Well, I I don't know if I'd call a Marriott a nice hotel. Well, that's a nice hotel. I don't know about that Marriott being a nice hotel. Well, the Saint—I'm I'm, I'm being facetious because I have the, a thing against Marriotts. The, the Saint Clair <laughs> is a very nice hotel. Yeah, the Westin's very nice hotel. Yeah. The, that's so, a, so you have to walk by. I mean, the 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 three four nicest hotels in the in, downtown core. Yeah. Yeah, are are all right there. Oh yeah. So, so um, and we're all in costume walking across the street, but um, there was as you you started to mention somebody else who was an escort for his girl mm -hmm. his girl was in costume oh yeah and um and and um he obviously he was not he was sort of her uh protector and you saw a lot of that mm -hmm. um you mentioned it earlier you saw a lot of girls whose boyfriends wouldn't dress up or, or dates wouldn't dress up but they would be there to kind of hold on to Ida, hold on to a purse or hold on to a bag or in some cases here like they and in in some cases here they hold a prop weapon or they're like oh hold on just a second and they 
push up the wings to get the wings yeah. going or they yeah. or sort of a fixer or in some cases if they've got a really big costume you're like oh make way for my girl here like sort of thing here yeah that's a, that's a great job if you're a boyfriend because you come off being like the chivalrous hero for like I would imagine not a lot of work yeah but at the same time here like I'm sure like I'm sure your girlfriend would think is like, oh my goodness, my boyfriend what? is so nice and so. And, nice. and let's not make this gender specific because I saw girls with girls for, and and girls doing it for guys and so yeah. Forth. yeah yeah. So it was going it was going both ways. Um, but to go back to our original version of the comic, right. we, we so as we were crossing the street, there's another guy who's walking along with us who really wants to go back and punch that guy in the face. But wants to go yell at him and and yeah. and. Uh, and we were all all in, in agreement with him too. Yeah, he but, was really upset about it. Yeah, he, and he was he was very visibly upset about it too. He made a point of like like it's just so upsetting. We, a lot and again like I had a lot of us have to calm him down because the notion is that this guy goes out there to get a reaction, to get an uproar. He he's doing this on purpose, and he knows that what he's doing because he wants to be a martyr for whatever cause that he's in or whatever it is that he believes in. He knows that. If he goes over there and he even gets like shouted at, he's got he's got a laundry list in his head of, of how he's going to reply and how he's going to argue back with people. It like, just amplifies him. And it just amplifies him. And then at the same time, it also proves him to be right. He proves to himself that he's right because look how upset other people are because they don't know the truth and I know the truth. Or if somebody goes and attacks him, like I'm a martyr for my cause. And it's like and that's why you don't argue back with him at all. You just walk well, past him and you don't. And he started to see, like, like when you walked by, he's like, "Look at this! How wrong is that?" Yeah. And and um. And again, like, I want to turn around and just be like, "You do you, buddy." But again, I mean, like, you can't. The again, these are you're guys, not going to have a conversation with him. You're certainly not going to change his mind. No, you're never. There's nothing in nothing in this guy. I mean, you could have a conversation with a guy that would just go nowhere, and you would just be wasting your time, and you'd both be upset at the end of it but he's already upset enough to be there anyways and so like yeah like this is one of those times in which again don't feed the trolls it's not worth well it. and i'm always tempted with somebody like that to say you know i'm in church every sunday and i teach sunday school and um and and how can how can you say that then i'm not a christian because i'm not the same flavor as you and um and and all that but as you said it just amplifies him and so you sort of brush that aside. Now you you warned me that that is a fairly standard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I mean, like if you how do I how do I explain it properly? You don't go and preach to people you already are. Like if you're in the same community, you're already in the same community. You don't need to sell people on the notion that what you're doing is right or what you believe yeah. in is right. Because everyone around you agrees with agrees with that. You're already with kindred spirits. You, yeah, you're already with kindred spirits here. And if you're this kind of guy that thinks that like that like I have to tell everybody how horrible they are, you're not going to go to the place in which everybody agrees with you. You're going to go to the place where you, people are more likely to not agree with you. In the hopes that you that you would I don't know save or convince one person that what do you think doing he's going to sway one person who's going in or out? I, mean, I don't I don't I mean, honestly I don't honestly believe that I, I honestly don't believe that's actually the point at all. Well, I don't think so either. So he's just there for the fight. Yeah, no, he he want he's looking for the fight. He's there with the intention of getting into a fight, and he knows yeah. that whatever he does, that he just is that he can say whatever he wants. 
and get away with it because everyone there is either a too meek to stand up to him or b understanding the notion here that we don't need to stand up to a bully like this we can just walk past him yeah um but he's but again he wants the fight he wants the interactions he wants the he wants somebody to come and punch him in the face he wants somebody to come and take his sign and throw it to the ground so that way he can go back to his own people and say like look at what i did you know like look at how great i am which again is why you don't feed the trolls and you don't well and and walking over we saw several men in the park who were handing out pamphlets and were offering do you want to talk to me about god but they weren't saying anything negative and, and it basically was one of those things like when you passed by them if you didn't if they if you never responded to them to begin with they just moved on right and and, that's, and they didn't and, say anything and to me that's fine because he's he's again it's another person trying to proselytize to other people here at the end of the day but just not being rude about it, you know. Well, yeah. See, they weren't picking the fight, and they weren't calling anybody names, and they weren't, weren't. There was no hell and damnation there. No. And um. And and so, if you were of a mind to to reach out, you probably would have been more likely to reach out. Probably, probably been more receptive to it. Yeah. Um, so so I, I don't think that guy was there actually to convert anybody. He was there to was pick a fight. A, looking for a fight. He wanted yeah. somebody to fight with him. He yeah. wanted he wanted to be able to say like, look at me. I fight for my ideals and for my and for what I believe in. And at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, you do, but you're still a fucking dick. Yeah. Excuse my language. So. Yeah. So one last thing. I one thing that surprised me was the Rock. Somebody dressed up as The Rock, which of course is a, a WWE. Yeah. And, and I was surprised by that because that's like nothing to do with... We saw, I saw, I've, um, we've seen, I saw a guy dressed up as Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Another person is Darnari- uh, Daenerys. Um, again, the fan convention here, again, this one is a little bit more, obviously a bit smaller than the ones I've Bigger ones I've been to, but I've probably also been spoiled. Well, like, okay, you're saying it. smaller, and to me it was huge. No, yeah, There were yeah, thousands yeah. of people. Yeah, this convention brings in probably about 8,000 to 10,000 people on average every year. Okay. Um, and so, um, but the the cosplay for this is generally aimed toward Japanese animation because it's a Japanese animation fan convention here. It's fan anime. Um, yeah. And you weren't really going to go to this unless you were like of the, if you were not local. Because a lot of those people you were coming to this will maybe travel from Sacramento, will come from the Inland Valley. You'd be somewhat Sort of hard, all Northern California. Mostly Northern California, yeah. You'd be a little hard pressed to get a lot of people from LA unless you're like really into this kind of stuff here okay um, but it's very much a very well-knit community of people that come to this every year um, so you won't see a lot of I mean unless you're really into the cosplay and you're one cosplay that you do like you won't come there like that you, you also kind of tailor your costume for what you're going to, to as well like so, okay so like the reason we didn't see probably see a lot of Marvel characters because it's not that kind of uh, it's not a superhero. It's not an adventure. Not a superhero convention. It's not like Agents that, of Shield. It's yeah, not, like yeah. you. I mean, if you're gonna, if you already have like a Marvel cosplay here, you probably have an anime cosplay as well. Okay. In all, in all likelihood. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah. So you might have like multiple costumes, and again, we were just there for the one day. You might see somebody, and I've met a person when I went to uh, WonderCon in Anaheim here before I moved up here. Um, she went. I forget what she was the first day. She said, are you going to be back tomorrow? I was like, yes, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Great, I'm going to now wear this costume tomorrow. And came in another costume. 
which was the girl that came in as the female Dr. Robotnik. Oh. Which I love and adore. I, have, she, I, I love that picture. I, oh, I, I love her so mean. much, too. She was so excited to, to see me and everything. And, and she came with her own, like, cool, like, prop. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I know but I know the picture from that. So I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, and so, yeah, but she had multiple costumes. And she intended every well, single Well, you day. have multiple costumes. Have you ever taken multiple costumes? I try to just go as the one normally. Okay. Um, if only just because it makes it a lot easier to find myself in the in the photos. Yeah. And as opposed to looking for like 12 different costumes sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I almost considered coming back on Sunday as Dr. Robotnik. It's just... Um, you have to shave your head. Well, I, would, I have to shave my head and... I, 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 again, a greater affinity for walking around in heels. My calves were killing me after a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the foot thing's real. Yeah. Um, it's it's why women get pedicures. But again, I mean, like when you. But again, like we had a very interesting cosplay experience here. Again, I mean, like your first time in costume walking around like that. Like you learned uh, quite a bit of cool things that you would do differently next time here. That's part of the fun of. of a I would I would shorten it so I didn't have to wear heels. It's that a lot too. of walking. That too, yeah. You said, and I wear heels all the time. And you said you might get a hoop skirt instead of a. Yes, it would have been easier because I have petticoats. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, And then maybe, and again, maybe you sew in pockets to the costume next time too, because if you had that kind of time, you might have been able to do that. Yeah. Because that wouldn't. I don't imagine that would be too difficult to sew in. Actually, because I had to take it in, I even have the perfect place to put them. Yeah. So. So Yeah. So so there's options there. So. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. uh, so what was your favorite thing outside of the cosplay that we saw? Um, I think I was really, you know, as much as the, uh, the figures, the figurines were, were actually so cool. Um, I loved watching the, the guy draw. Um, I, I found that fascinating because, um, you know, your daughter, your sister's an artist. My daughter's an artist. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always fascinated by that. Um, but being in the room where people were playing, that was um, intense and cool. Yeah, and and then and then watching them in that same room, watching them put together the models. So, uh, you know, there was so much. It actually. Um, and keep in mind, we didn't see everything either. Like, we didn't go to any of the viewing rooms to watch some of the shows that were going on. Uh, we never went to any one of the panels or any of the late night stuff that happens because late night stuff gets even more interesting. Okay, so if if I were to if I were to do it again, mm-hmm. I think I'd want to do the maid experience. So I'm glad glad that we're going to be able to do that in, in Japan because um, there was such a line for it. There must have been something uh, like... Something uniquely special about it that yeah. made people want to do it. But it was it was cool to see how people made their choices and, you know, sort of look at, especially the people who really committed and went full on with the makeup and everything. Um, like you. That was cool. That was, that was really like cool. three hours worth of work to do that too, which was a very... I mean, uh, again, the pencil near the bottom of the eyelid is the scariest thing in the world. I don't know how women do that. I don't do that. I do, I'll do the eyeliner above, but not below. No, no, yeah, no. That, yeah. I, I, just doing that, I was just like, um, just, oof, just not my cup of tea here. Yeah. So, so um, I think just, um, what, you know, always watching people enjoy themselves. Um, always, always the best. And wasn't everyone just like generally just like in a very pleasant, nice mood too? Oh gosh, nobody was rude. Um, people were so nice. Um, I think, I think any place where you can be where people get to share, 
Um, Similar experiences and kind of like the same sort of like culture that you're already in is very rewarding to kind of just be able to step back and be like, I'm with my people. Yeah, Yeah. and you you definitely had that sense. So um, from that end, it was, it's always nice to see people really enjoy themselves and, and appreciate each other's efforts. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of that. There's a lot of wow, cold costume, and um, so so I, I I if I had to pick out one thing, I think it's probably that. Okay, yeah, I I always love the cosplay because I just I I do it so like I like looking at what other people do, seeing pictures of what other people do, and what they decide to do in a lot of cases. Choices they make. Um, sometimes I get to see favorite characters that I don't get to see all that often, so I gotta take a picture with that favorite character. I got it. Well and you and you and you did that this time too. You you yeah. took a picture with um, one of your best girls. Yes, one of my best girls and um, and then when I went back to the hotel and took a lot more pictures of other people that were there at the hotel taking pictures too. Um, so yeah, I I enjoy the cosplay all the time. But I got to enjoy watching you and Pop like get just this full blown experience of like and you guys got a portion of what I deal with when I go to these yeah. conventions that was kind of a fun little thing to be like welcome to my world yeah so um, so I think that's a good place to end up here we had a lot of fun doing that here um, I don't think we'll go to another one anytime soon or at least there's Silicon Valley Comic Con coming up that's a much smaller affair but if we okay. but if we see superhero costumes that's where we would see them at most okay. likely because um, that's more comic book centric. More comic book kind of, yeah. Okay. So, um, but I think that'll be it for us here today. I want to give a um, special shout out here to uh, both Michelle and Sabrina who did my makeup for this amazing convention. job, and they didn't charge me a dime for it either because one of them challenged me to do it. Well, and and the thing is, I honestly, until you spoke, I didn't recognize you. I did not recognize myself in the mirror either. There you go. I mean, I had big old. I mean, they did contour. You had double much. D's, and, well, and, and they, they drew you on, yes. Well, they drew me on, and I, always found, I thought that to be the most interesting part there, because, again, like, if you did not know otherwise, I'd look at the pictures, and I'm like, oh. They contoured you, yes. Well, I knew they were doing that. Yeah. So, um, but, no, you yeah, know, again, I just had a ball giving that a try here. I thought that was interesting. They kept saying, people kept thinking I should do Ursula next time, and I'm just like, I heard that comment several times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, maybe, but, like, I don't know if I want to do all that again. It's, don't it's, blame it, you. It's a, it's a bit much, but, like, if I have to, I got the gear for it now. Yeah, you do. So, um, all right. So, again, I wanted to give just a special thanks well, to when them. Are we, so, so when are we going to um, WWE? That's coming up. We are there. Are t- we, we will talk about that. There are tickets here in June coming up here. Okay. Um, and so... Uh, that is something we can have a nice, fun little experience with. Okay. Uh, but I think here for today, that's good enough for us. Uh, okay. I want to thank everybody who we met at Fatima here. So if you're joining us from Fatima, thank you so much for, for coming on board with us here. Uh, we're going to post all of our show notes, and we'll post a lot of the pictures that we took here on our Facebook group here uh, at facebook.com slash nerdtutorialpodcast, and then also on our website at nerdtutorialpodcast.com. We'll post a lot of the pictures and show notes there. Um, and again, thank you for joining me for Fanime here, Mom. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys next. Bye. Bye.